think folks will remember us, you know, like a hundred years from now? No. Oh, that's nice. Well, I mean, guys like us, we're not exactly the type of people they write about in history books, you know? Hmm. But the people we saved, they're our legacy. And they'll remember us, and then I guess we'll eventually fade away too. That's fine. Because we left the world better than we found it, you know? I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are watching every single episode of the TV show Supernatural so that we can come here, talk about them, and tell you how they could have been slightly better if only we were in charge. (laughs) That's what the podcast does, everybody. If you don't like it, you can keep downloading because we'll probably forget about that next week. (laughs) You can let us know and we'll take your feedback and we'll try to be better. If you don't like that, you can go to patreon.com and tell us with your dollar. <laughs> Patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, Screw you guys. Get better. Anyway, here's some money. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's up? Uh, here to talk about some supernatural, my man. How you doing? Excellent. Great. I'm great. Jeremy, how are you? I'm good. This is a decent episode. This feels like it's- a like at least a, a, a getting away from the last couple of episodes of just outright fucking stupidity that we've had. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, what's the plot of season 12? <laughs> what is the plot of season 12? Mary's back. Yep. Uh, and Why? it's, it's, it's really just the British men of letters, right? Like it's just, yeah. it's, it's just this ongoing thing of British men of letters and with a, with a side helping of Crowley and Lucifer that, that like, and I don't yeah. really like either one of them. Like I don't know. Crowley's been disappointing this, this season and the Kelly Klein situation, we got a Nephilim on the way. Yeah. That feels um, like, feels like a, like it, last two episodes though, right? Like they, they're just saving that for the finale. <laughs> it's been background noise for so long that it has never felt like core to the plot, you know, but. It's a weird um, season. A lot of stuff happening it's, without it's a, a lot of season. stuff feeling like it's happening. A lot of highs, I think. I think we have had some highs. It's just hard to remember because recently we've had a lot of lows. Yeah. A lot of real nonsense that we don't have fun with. But this one, like you said, it's pretty decent. Hopefully it's a sign of things to come. I hope so, too. Why don't you catch us up? Everybody knows to go support us at Patreon. We, we've talked about that. They know they can get episodes of co- live commentary if they want to watch yes. the old episodes with us they can go get that patreon.com slash monster of the week what they're really here for is for you to date tell us what happened in season 12 which we just yep, kind of that's did perfect so, uh last segue, time was supernatural <laughs> 
the boys teamed up with Mick and Eileen to finally track down Kelly Klein and her unborn hellspawn. But when Dagon intervenes, things go horribly wrong and Kelly is taken away once more. Deciding that Mick has crossed the line, Ketch executes him as the British men of letters set their sights on finishing up the Winchesters. Meanwhile, Lucifer is slowly devising a plan to strike back against Crowley, and Castiel is working with the angels to do something. something. <laughs> what is it going to be? We don't know. We don't know. Um, yeah, so this is season 12, episode 18, Chris. Woo! We're fucking getting there, man. The Memory Remains. This is written by John Bring, directed by Phil Segrecia. This aired on April 13th, 2017. Secrets and Lies. Sam and Dean investigate a missing persons case in a small town. The lead witness tells the Winchesters the attacker was a man with the head of a goat. Sam and Dean aren't sure what to believe, but when the witness goes missing, they realize the town is hiding a dark secret. This is very much just a kind of return to season one, like Mm -hmm. spooky little mystery. Although, yeah, I am. I I think that the like the ultimate supernatural thing here is kind of lame, right? Like it's pretty, it's pretty silly, but the the. I guess the whole effect of the episode is a good time. Yeah. It's like, it's feels like this could be a horror movie. It's like a rejected horror movie script. that becomes an episode of supernatural. Mm -hmm. Those are my faves. Those are all my favorites. There's always become out like it's, it's a, it's a very traditional monster of the week. Uh, And we're going to start out in Tomahawk, Wisconsin. Well, there's a bunch of uh, a bunch of dudes, a bunch of a bunch of couples, just all sitting canoodling, around and, and make, canoodling couples at the campfire and making out with each other in front of people, which is a weird thing to me. Uh-huh, Go get uh-huh. in a car. Go get in a like get in a car. Like a Teens, sleeping man. bag or something like. And then there's the one dude. Like Darren is like, yeah, this is hot. I'm gonna stay around and watch the show. And I'm like, what? I'm gonna watch my teen friends kiss. Yeah, Ugh. that's weird. Darren. Darren, what are you doing? I like that. I Darren. like that. Jared actually like calls him out. He's like, you know, you're a fucking yeah. weirdo, right? You know, that's weird. Darren, I know you're baked out of your fucking skull, but that's weird. Darren, you need to put the reefer down for five minutes and yeah. realize you're a fucking weirdo. You can just go on the internet and watch people kiss in the privacy of your own home. <laughs> Darren's like, what? Wait, what? You could do what? Yeah, man. I run a website, jaredkissinggirls.com. Just go check it out, okay? Five ninety nine a month gets you four kisses a week. Darren, do you not know that there's porn and that I run a kissing website? I run a kissing anyway. website, Darren. I thought we were friends. I can't believe you didn't support me on this. Can't believe you haven't been liking and subscribing. Okay, I so invite Jared... you to like it on Facebook all the time. <laughs> please, please unblock me, Darren. Um, Jared decides, hey, I'm going to blow this scene, and he starts to walk back home through the woods. On his way back, he finds a backpack sitting on the side of the little forest path. <laughs> This I thought this backpack was going to be some sort of clue. Dude, Something. It's not. The idea, I mean, like, number one, this backpack is full of money, which I find very funny to begin with. Oh, is with. that what's in the backpack? There's money in the backpack, and then he, like, there's a little glow stick attached to it, like, making yeah. sure that you call attention to it. And then when he picks it up, something happens, and it, like, just like like a, like a net comes around, like these series of ropes comes around and just very tightly ties Jared to the tree yeah. in such a way that must be extremely difficult to get him off of this tree later, right? Yeah, yeah. The the prop department had their uh, had their work cut out for them. It's just yeah, it's just some sort of a rope trap. Um, but just shoots out and grabs him. I don't know. But the thing that happens here is this dude gets wrapped up. He starts calling for Darren. Darren kind of hears him and like goes to investigate. By the time Darren gets there, the goat headed guy is there with a giant like mallet <laughs> and mm-hmm. like pops Jared in the face. And then Darren screams. And then we cut to the, the splash logo. And what we're going to find out happens is the goat monster has taken Jared off the street and then back to a meatpacking facility. 
Yeah, how do you do it? But Chris, so how fast. did he? Like, why did he tie him to the tree before? Why not just hit him with the mallet? Like, this yeah. is so overcomplicated. Like, are he's, we just having fun? Distra- <laughs> I think we're just having fun. Is he's the- distracted by the backpacks. You could have just hit him with the mallet. Then he's by himself. Instead, you hit him with the rope trap, and he had time to call for help from his friend. <laughs> and this is just a dude, like to 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 ruin the surprise for everybody that doesn't watch the episodes for some reason. Like, this is not a goat headed like monster. This is a goat headed dude, and we're gonna. Once we get introduced to him, we're going to realize he's a kind of an officious little prick. So he's definitely one of these guys that would have like the Survivor magazine subscription, right? Like he's learning yeah, how to yeah. survive in the woods with a with a pencil and a, and a mustache or whatever, right? He's like, like, yeah, he's he's overcompensating for for he because he's so into the whole survival thing mm-hmm. that he's like, I'm going to build a trap, and it's like. I mean, good job with the trap. It worked, but you didn't need it. Yeah, you, you didn't, you, you didn't you need spin, the rope then, trap. Then Darren the pothead comes around, sees you, <laughs> runs away, and then you have a limited amount of time to cut him down mm-hmm. and then leave yeah. the rope trap there? I don't know. Like, what's going to happen? Because if the cops find that rope trap, they're going to go, hmm, looks like a rope trap to me. Looks like, um, this looks like a rope trap situation, boys. Call the it, rope it, guy! Bill! And it wasn't that dangerous because because <laughs> when it happens, Jared thinks that he's he's being pranked. He's like, oh, it's pranks. Canoodling C- couples are doing pranks now. Really, guys? <laughs> Darren! Darren, I can't believe. Not again with the ropes. <laughs> Darren, Darren's back at the campsite looking up like kissingcouples.com or something like that. I can't believe he's running this without me. I'm a much better web designer than he is. God, he must be overpaying for hosting. These, these images aren't even compressed. Uh, Fucking giant nerds all over the shop with this one, Chris, okay, is what I'm so, saying. He gets caught. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I will admit that it's sometimes it's really goofy and sometimes I think it's it's pretty spooky it, throughout this episode. The whole goat head thing, because it's just a whole ass goat head, like a like a stereotypical, yeah. like satanic cult looking thing, yeah. which isn't a satanic cult thing. Mm-hmm. But it's something you'd see, you'd see in a in a spooky demon movie or something. It, it's a pretty it's a pretty cool looking prop for the for the episode. Yeah, it's it's and it's also um I think if you, this is one of those episodes we're probably gonna have a lot of fun with because, like, what this guy Pete Pete Garfinkel, the mm. wiki told me his last name is, which I don't think is ever actually mentioned in the show, but that cracks me up for some reason. Yeah. Uh, we, like, we're, we're I think we're gonna realize like this what this dude is actually doing is just so monstrously idiotic, but like it still like mm. manages to be spooky sometimes because supernatural it has a good like crew around it. So yeah, let's say maybe the writing is a little silly for for the motivations for this cartoon villain that we have here, but it's very well directed. I yeah. think there's some you stuff do. later on, especially that I think they handle really really well. Um, but okay, so we cut back to the bunker. The bunker. Dean is getting Dean's calling Cass. Yeah. Uh, he gets, you know, this is my voicemail. Please turn your voice into a male. Uh, he tells Castiel's voicemail, "Hey, we got a lead on Diagon. If we blew it, uh, we really need some backup." Sam is like, "Well, we should just go out there and find him." And Dean's like, "I'm just gonna sit here and clean these guns." He's um, like anxiously cleaning his guns because he doesn't know what to do. They they make a, a point of showing Dean pull this gun from a holster that's like strapped to the bottom of the table that I think is mm-hmm. going to come up in the next episode, but I'll talk Same. about it towards the end. Um, Definitely. Sam doesn't have any really good research that he's done on Di- on Diagon, uh, but... Because th- he's on KissingCouples.com. Because he's been jerking off to KissingCouples.com <laughs> all day. Sometimes it's Sammy. the soft stuff that gets you, huh, Sammy? Sometimes it's the heat. He just wants a little bit of TLC, man. Tend to love and care. You know, he's just, every you know, once in a while, you just go to Cinemax and you just want to watch like the softcore stuff. Like, you know, you don't want to get mm-hmm. into that. Like, you just want to see like some romance. Just, you don't want to see no balls flopping around, you know. <laughs> I don't need. I don't need fucking penetration. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just. I just want to see some. some I'm feeling sensitive this evening. Yeah. 
I got a glass of wine and a teddy on, and I'm feeling good. I'm trying to relax, you know? And plus, Rowena won't kiss Sam. <laughs> Rowena will not kiss me. I think I just envisioned Sam Winchester in a teddy with a glass of wine watching Cinemax.com, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm-hmm. I, now I need to check out of my life for a little while, because Chris, yep. I need well, to go away. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. All right. So, Sam gets an email from... He tries to reassure Dean, hey, Cass will be fine. It's Dean's like, did you feel this way if it was your boyfriend who was missing? And again, he's like, I haven't seen Rowena for weeks, so I <laughs> we don't know where Rowena is at all. Uh, and the other girl that I was dating also went back to Ireland. So, yeah, um, Sam gets an email from Mick. We, the audience, know that Mick is not alive, so um, it's not him. He's not sending ghost emails. This isn't going in that direction where Mick becomes a ghost and him and Kevin are in the ghost dimension trying to find Kevin's mom or something. Um, no, it's a case. Um, we get to the the scoop on the cold open. This kid named Jared went missing. And there's actually a long history of this happening. I think it's one a year for years and years and years that stopped about 20 years ago in 1997. So it's even though this is just a one off missing persons thing, it sounds like our kind of thing. Chris, does it is it does it sound like our kind of thing? It sounds like our kind of thing. Sounds like our kind of thing. The boys head over to Tomahawk and meet up with the sheriff who is completely checked out of his job. He is. um, He seems baked. He He's seems big. super high this entire conversation to the point where I like backed it up and like looked and see if like with this was a if this was Colorado or something like a, something that was easily identifiable as like a legalized yeah. weed state. Yeah. Um, they also right before they get there, we get a shot of we did see catch, but we oh, don't need to talk about him. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's just like, hmm, we're going to hmm, I sent an email to the boys. Hmm. Um, we see just a, a shot of the boys whipping down the road in the Impala, just swerving all over the goddamn place, heading, heading down to Tomahawk. And then they just cut to them at the sheriff's office. And I was like, all right, they're hauling ass today. Let's get it, boys. I made a note of this so that I could uh, use this in a future video, <laughs> music video for Monster <laughs> of the Week on YouTube. Um they meet up with the sheriff. The sheriff is doing some taxi derby in the middle of his office, mm-hmm. and um, he kind of is not really concerned about this. He says Jared more than likely took off. Like, he probably just ran away because people do that from time to time. Um, you know, he had a really rough time growing up. His parents beat on him. Then his dad had a stroke, and now he's forced to keep keep care of his incapacitated father. Um, I swear to God, I'm taking notes on this shit sometimes. Like, I'm the one trying to solve the case. Me too. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got, these I've details got all could of come down. back later. <laughs> no, this is going to be important on the podcast. Uh, and he, so, like, and he says, you know, the, there's only one person that saw him, and that dude doesn't really have a reliable, uh, like, a reliable witness testimony. He's not a reliable witness. I, Chris, mm-hmm. we're going to find out. And again, I, I, don't, I don't like jumping to the end of the episodes, but just motivation, right? We're going to mm-hmm. find out that this dude is has a, a history family secret where he sacrifices one person a year to a demon god uh-huh. yeah. uh, or to just some sort of god that in return makes his family super rich. And he is the reason that, the, that they don't do that anymore. He's the reason that disappearance stopped. So why doesn't he give a fuck about Jared leaving? Shouldn't that be like a clue to him? Like this dude yeah. disappearing? He's big, dude. He's big. He, he's totally fucking big. Anyway. <laughs> this guy, I actually, so I'll say I like this extra. He grew on me throughout the episode. Because he just seems so baked the whole time. Like, what is it about his de- his decision for this performance that he's just so laid back that he's, he just seems uninterested in everything? But he also hates like weed guys because he's he's like because yeah. he, he, he accuses Darren of just being weed high or drunk or something um, later on. And I'm like, what what's your problem with weed, man? Maybe he got two scripts and he got them mixed up. He wasn't sure if he was playing Darren or if he was playing the sheriff. So he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to be baked no matter what. I just looked up the this guy's IMDb and he's in a he's in a show called or 
yeah tv show called show me yours which sam has definitely masturbated to because it has a lot of kissing mm. like i'm almost a lot certain. of kissing a lot, a lot of, kissing of kissing and show me yours so all right they figure we need to go find the the one witness darren mm-hmm. they introduce themselves as agent stark and martell because the boys love game of thrones um they catch darren even sm- fucking catch i've stopped listening <laughs> to that so hard man i didn't even catch uh, that that's hilarious they catch darren smoking a dip um and dean plays it cool he's like hey i might be a fed but like i'm, I'm like cool too right um and he tries to get on a skateboard wipes out it's a whole thing i don't know why they did it seems like um, it should have been an outtake like the keyboard the skateboard stuff but they, they left yeah, it in they left it in they mm-hmm. left it in jensen looks like he got hurt too um so Darren reveals that, hey, I didn't tell the sheriff because that dude always gives me a hard time. Anytime anything goes wrong, he always pulls me in as a suspect just because I like to smoke a little ganja on the side. You know, it's not fair. Um, but he does tell the boys what he saw. He says it's a monster called uh, Black Bill, which is a local urban legend. Yep. Um, and this, what is the name of the goat thing from The Witch? <laughs> fuck if i know dude because I, no- I thought it was that i thought it's like it's like black something black thomas or like something like that i mean black it's, tom it's, is is a thing like that's a i mean it's also an x-men yeah. character but like it's yeah <laughs> black tom by the way super white in the x-men lore so just of course of course uh, um, i don't know about a black goat from bewitched like i don't Black Philip. It's called Black Philip. Black there Phillip. we go. Okay. From, from The Witch, from the movie The Witch. Um, oh, I thought you were asking me from. <laughs> I was like, why do I know anything about Bewitched? Why do yeah. you? Why do you think that I? Okay, yeah, yeah. Black Philip. Yeah, I, Black Philip actually... was internet famous for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like this cut here because the uh, the kid Darren says it's a local urban legend, and then we switch to the diner where the boys are sitting, and Sam is filling in Dean on the local urban legend that he's looked up. Yeah, and it's like this hun- you know hundred year old legend. Used to be called Black William. Not that that matters. I'm writing down details again, like I'm trying to solve the case before the boys do. Um, <laughs> but I get it figured out before they do. So yeah, he's he's reviewing the lore, um, and we get this little scene where like Dean gets slightly, slightly checked out by the waitress, and he's like, "Oh boy, I'm going all in." Yeah, we haven't seen Horn Dog <laughs> Dean in quite yeah. some time, and this is this is definitely he like. Looks- he like, looks like so surprised that somebody checked him out. He's he is like his head is on a swivel trying to get her attention, like just trying to yeah. lock eyes with her. And of course, when he does it, like she gives him the smile back. Um, eventually, he tells and Sam's getting kind of aggravated. He's like, Dean, mm-hmm. you know, that if you just took care of yourself like I do to the kissing videos, this would not be a problem. But no, <laughs> you have to. Uh, if it's OK, I can go in the bathroom while you're in the hotel. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's really polite um, about everyone's masturbation. He's, he's super so polite. polite. About it. <laughs> he thinks he's being like super polite, but really he's just super fucking creepy talking about it. He just keeps bringing it up. Yeah. Um, um, Dean says, Hey, you look up what this thing is. I'll figure out how to kill it. And uh, Sam's like, okay. And Dean's like, don't wait up by the way. I figured out how to kill it. And Dean's, Sam's like, what do you mean? He's like, Oh, I've got the cult with me. So it'll kill anything. I'm going to go hit on that waitress. And he, Chris, this line, this line mm-hmm. he walks up to this waitress and says i thought he was doing the twin peaks thing right yeah. i thought this was a damn fine cup of coffee mm-hmm. moment uh but no he says boy this coffee is kind of hot kind of like and then sam sam in, in the background goes don't do the coffee thing and then we hear him say <laughs> then we hear him say the rest of the line <laughs> uh kind of like yeah and points at her and i'm like oh my god i literally like i was sitting in a room by myself watching this and it went oh my god <laughs> it, oh like my looked god, down dude. yeah that's that's sam in the background like holy shit dude what is we, wrong with you we go over to to darren um who is walking into a freezer at his job he's works in a meat packing place he is surprised by one pete 
who is kind of upset. He's he's Darren's boss. Pete clocked in late. Uh, he says, hey, you got to lay off the reefer. You can't be using your excuse to, that your buddy is missing to, to come in late all the time. You know, he was my friend, too. And Darren's like, he fucking hated you, man. What are you talking yeah. about? He's like, well, no, I mean, that's fine. I, I just, I, you know, we were cool. Um, <laughs> and then he said, Pete, he said you were a nerd loser. It's, it's weird that you said that you're because you're saying that you guys were best friends. He just told me that you or wait, how's this working? That he was your best friend, but you were not his best friend. That's Actually, happening. I just got a text from him. He says that you were banned from kissingcouples.com. Weird, Pete. He said you spent <laughs> a lot of money before he banned you, though, huh? Wow, you're not supposed that's to. That's weird. Him. I thought he was <laughs> missing, but he actually just uh, texted me and he said he was never your friend and he actually hates you. He sent me all of the transcripts from your 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 chat post, and it just says more tongue over and over again. That's a little weird, Pete. That got a little weird, huh? I, that. Maybe maybe we shouldn't talk about onlykissing.com or whatever the hell we're inventing. So anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Darren gets told off by Pete that he walks out to his truck after work. And uh, I noted that it was snowing really hard because it doesn't snow that often in Supernatural. Again, not a, not a clue. It, the snow was not a clue. Nope. Um, but he gets attacked by someone wearing the goat head again. And... Um, Rest in peace, brother. Again, doing doing a lot of extra work that you don't have to do because he shattered the glass, pulled the dude out from the 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 window, mm-hmm. and then hit him in the face with a mallet. Again, could have just, just stuck up behind him and hit him in the head with mm-hmm. a mallet. <laughs> when he was in the freezer earlier. Because <laughs> yeah, that's dude. where that's where he ends up. He gets put in the freezer. Kill him in the freezer. Then you don't have to move him. Uh the next day, Dean and the waitress arrive back at the diner, all huggy, kissy, kissy. We never learned this chick's yeah. name. She's never brought up again. I think, this no, I last... think she says her name is Carmen, and I only know that because I had the subtitles on. She says it in the background. When it, cu- it cuts back to Sam, in the background, you can hear Dean going, what's your name? And she says, Carmen. That is, wow, you were doing a really good job taking notes. Dude, huh? I was doing, I was going to solve the case, dude. I was on the case. Because, all right, so Dean comes in, and... He, you know, the the girl just she goes back to work. Carmen's going to work. Um, but they look like they had a great time. Awesome, whatever. Uh, Dean says he had an awesome time. He steals Sam's breakfast. But Sam, obviously, he was hanging out with the lore all evening. Um, he he finally had the TV all to himself. So kissing couples was on pay per view. Um, he says that he thinks that this is a satyr, which is a uh, creature of uncontrollable lust lead people out into orgies and then they feast on them yep and so this i actually this is pretty subtle but i was like you know i was on the case so here i am thinking all right we had the kissing couples out in the woods Mm -hmm. and this one lone guy got Mm -hmm. got caught and then we had dean hooking up randomly Mm -hmm. out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and now we got the info about you know this whole orgy situation here so like something's going on and it's not it's it's incorrect but i like that there's a little bit of misdirection there so that when you're doing a podcast about supernatural trying to solve the case in your notes you can be misled it's fun <laughs> glad that supernatural can still surprise you every once in a while yeah. right because they were they were planting seeds for stuff that you know they don't go they don't follow through on them mm-hmm. but in in this case it doesn't feel like it's just nonsense it feels like they were kind of trying to misdirect you a little bit because otherwise pete is such a he sticks out like a sore thumb he really does <laughs> and, yeah he really and i really think does. that if it was just him if there wasn't this other stuff going on because honestly dean like randomly deciding to hook up kind of like it makes you go okay well is there something going on here are they drawing our attention to this for a reason uh, but no i think they were just trying to pull us away from pete a little bit yeah. um it, it kind of worked and dean is always the first one to, for, to fall for like the lust spells or the drunkenness mm-hmm. spells like we saw that back in like the you know I can't remember the one where he just like, where was the one where he had no, 
it was like the town that just wouldn't stop partying. It was the demons or something. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. the seven deadly sins. Seven deadly or, sins. I don't. Yeah, um, I don't know if it was that. But anyway, uh, they sit down to catch up with each other. Dean says his night was awesome. He steals Sam's incredibly bad omelet that he doesn't like. Um, and he found out. Sam found out that Darren is missing. So they go to visit Pete. Pete tells them that um, Darren has not been to work and that uh, they're super stressed out because they have a health inspector inspecting the place, even though the owner uh, has not put any money in the place to keep it up. And mm-hmm. uh, they find out that the owner is the sheriff of the meat plant. Uh, yes. I noticed that Sam here was yelling really loud when he's talking to a lot of work going on my man because there's so much background noise which kind of then plays into a a small little you know plot point yeah Um, the fact that there's a couple of people in a freezer like pretty well near here is (laughs) yeah but there's so much noise you can't hear them and it was just a different enough kind of setting for supernatural like i don't think we usually get that kind of background uh cacophony as 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 much in this show so it stood out to me that he's literally having to yell over it but they don't draw that much attention to it it's just little things like that that they don't really mean that much but they're, they're kind of just fun little details that they put into this episode i'm re- i was just re- reaching for anything good on this one after the last couple i feel you man i feel you uh <laughs> it's, it's so far we're doing pretty good they go confront yeah. the sheriff um who says like you know hey hey, hey they, just, they just come out with it they're like tell us about black bill and he's like look it's yeah. just a myth we don't have to worry about Darren. He's, you know, super drunk and high all the time, like me. Um, and when he says that, <laughs> Darren wakes up in this freezer with a with a red light on, which is kind of cool. Like, this was all very spooky. Yeah. Um, and from the outside, uh, as he goes to, you know, hammer on the door, that we, we look at the outside and see it's like this freezer is marked as uh, having a coolant leak, so do not enter. Mm-hmm. And then as we're watching it, uh, the boys basically just walk right past it. Kind of yeah. a cool little moment. I like that. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it, it was it was good. It was that moment of you know dramatic irony, I guess, where we're we're left to be like, what the fuck? Oh, he's right there. Like they don't they don't usually kind of do that that stuff. So yeah. it was cool. Um, this this whole episode has a lot of just fun like horror tropes like that yeah. kind of sprinkled throughout it. Um, oh, there was something else I wanted to say about the sheriff, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, earlier, you know, if he's the one who who has deliberately put a stop to this, being like, okay, we're not doing sacrifices anymore. I guess that's probably why he's not concerned about it. I guess, yeah, Um, if there hasn't been one in 20 years, he's just thinking... Because he's like, well, I'm not, I'm not doing it, so like, it's not happening, you know. Um, Meanwhile, Darren finds the body of Jared in this freezer, which has to be a bummer, because Darren was already kind of fucked up about his friend getting hit in the the face with a mallet by a guy wearing a goat mask, (laughs) so this probably doesn't help any of those feelings. Uh, Definitely didn't help things. um, As he's running towards the door, kind of screaming, the, the goat the goat man comes up from behind and it, we get this moment where the goat goes to stab him with something or we hear like a, a knife entering. We hear this attack and then immediately mm-hmm. smash to Dean to squirting a bunch of ketchup on his hamburger. Like yeah. really cheesy and kind of a cool, the hard, the thing that I, I actually like. Um, yeah. It was a fun little jump cut. Yeah, um, yeah. And they're back at that goddamn diner again. <laughs> Same diner. Waitress is still working there. Um, Dean has found out that all of the people that disappeared had worked for the meat plant. Um, mm-hmm. Sam found out that the bishops, who is the sheriff of the sheriff's family, owned everything in town up until relatively recently when the sheriff started selling everything. The only thing they own now is the meatpacking plant. Um, and an old family estate. And an old family estate, which looks like the Adams family house. Uh, yeah, it's very spooky. This house is not anywhere near as cool as the Adams family house. Thank no. you very much. Mick 
quote unquote text Sam quote, in quotes. Yeah. Uh, and says, how's it going? Sam's He's like, like, Hey, I need you. I need you to stop putting pay-per-view on the <laughs> British men of letters charge card because we can see we everything can see that you're ordering. You're and and I don't like it. It's weird that it's all kissing related. I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, what are, what is hot lips yeah. five? I don't, I don't get it's, it. You know what, Sammy? I don't tell me about it. Don't it's none know. of my business. I don't, I don't but stop stop putting it on the card uh, uh but no it's catch and yes. he's trying to say hey what are you guys up to sam says they're working the case we're out there now so this is his cue to now start a uh a raid on the bunker so catch is going to take his team uh to the bunker they're gonna search every nook and cranny catalog everything take photos of everything um the idea is to leave without a trace except if they find the cult then they can take the cult even though the you know they would they would notice if y'all took that but anyway um that's fine so yeah, the idea is just they're they're gonna find out everything they can about the Winchesters. Yes, um, I, I have more to say about this later. I don't. We'll, we'll we'll just we'll just get through the episode and then I'll start talking about this stuff. Um, Sam and Dean break into the Bishop family residence almost immediately after some some spooky hallway uh, montage scenes. Uh, we pretty quickly mm-hmm. find a uh, door with a bunch of locks on the outside. Always a clue. Always serial a clue. killers. That's a clue. That's I, yeah. If you've got yeah. a bunch, of, if you got a closet that locks on the outside, you might be a murderer. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just, if you got if you got a door with no locks, I'm, I'm not interested. Not interested mm-hmm. in that door. Like just just my curiosity not peaked. Nope. I mean, you'd be better off nailing the door shut so that I couldn't tell that it was locked and then unnailing mm-hmm. it every time. I don't know if that's a word. Yeah. Unnailing. Anyway. And yeah, unnailing. Um. Yeah. So I a lot of fun shots here. You know, them descending into the darkness of the basement after they open the door. Um. But just like the beam of the flashlights. Uh, Dean tries to turn the lights on, but the bulbs they bust instantly. Um, unfortunately, we hear or we see outside as the boys are going down to the basement that the sheriff is just pulled up to the house. Yes, and the basement looks like a murder butcher shop. There's some serious shit going on down here. I feel like we've seen There's, this exact basement before. <laughs> like this, we feels, must have. This feels very familiar to me. This one has rope traps everywhere, though. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> they keep springing and just wrapping the boys in ropes and they have to just, just take them off because they, they're not very painful or anything. No, no, no. And, and the boys have knives, you know, yeah. which in the game of <laughs> rock, rock, knife, rope. Always rock, wins. knife, rope. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, rope beats rock. Yeah. Rock beats knife. Knife beat rope. The, uh, the sheriff finds the keys in this. Uh, again, like. Small details that I thought was going to be important, like they've got a hole cut out of a book on a bookshelf with the keys to this thing, um, but mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter at all. But when no, he walks really. up to the door, he sees that it's unlocked, draws his weapon, walks down, and of course, Dean is waiting for him, and uh, they take this weapon away from him, and it's exposition time. Uh, mm-hmm. We find out that the sheriff's family has a secret. For years and years and years, uh, this god, this evil god, basically, had come to his family and said, if you feed me blood, I will make you rich. So once a year, the bishops would uh, abduct someone from their meatpacking plant, bring them to this room, and kill them, letting the blood drain into a grate underneath which they had kept this god to prevent it from escaping. Because it, you know, yeah. basically they just kept it almost to the point of starvation, so that the god would be under their control. Um, Moloch, the god of sacrifice. Moloch. I don't know if that this guy doesn't have have god swag, no. if you will. 
Um, this feels like this dude barely feels like he fills out the demigod blue jeans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this guy just said he was a god, and they went, "Well, yeah, okay, I believe this, you." This guy, this guy has the superpower of turning like you know something into dollars. Like he can, he can yeah. turn. He yeah. he has a fucking like a, a currency printer in this hole in the ground that he just hands mm-hmm. up hundred dollar bills every once in a while. Yeah, feed me blood, and I'll I'll get this thing running. It's got it needs a fingerprint scan. So. Um, also, dude, also had a lot of not a lot of disrespect for this god. I'm glad you yeah. brought that up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when when the sheriff's dad died in 97 the sheriff was like i'm just i'm gonna stop all of this uh i'm gonna try to do something better and leave a better legacy with this town and malik has been locked up ever since and of course they're like well where is he and he points and so sam creeps over to this grate uh and that's a fit over a hole in the ground peeks in and it's all very spooky and you think things mm-hmm. gonna pop they build out that tension they build that tension uh but it's gone uh they, yeah. they the 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 god demon has been has been taken out yeah, in the background, the sheriff goes, no, 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 no. And that's when I was like, okay, he's not a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's just baked. Yeah, t- totally seems cool. Um, So from here, we go they to- They hear a thump, another, another thump, thump up above. Yeah. Um, Dean's like, all right, I'm going up alone. This is, hmm, Dean, you didn't need to leave Sam to guard the sheriff. Like, he wasn't, he's on your side now. Um, but Dean says he's going to head up alone and he's feeling pretty confident because he's got the cult. So I don't blame him. Uh, and then we get some cool shots of him as he as he heads up there. He's looking around. There's different camera angles from like each room, like partially peeking out at Dean, like out into the hallway. Uh, and it makes it seem like he's being watched from every angle. It, it's cool. You can even see there's a there's a camera that's like set up looking through the, the goat mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of that stuff is very kook, uh, spooky. And then he, Dean, spins at a certain point. And he sees the quote unquote goat person standing there, but it's not moving. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a very, it's a spooky shot. It's cool. I, I like love that. that they, they frame this as a surprise, but instead of Dean being like, ah, and like running away from it, he goes, ah, and he cocks the gun and then he immediately recognizes it's just a coat rack <laughs> and then uncocks the gun, right? Like he just immediately recognizes it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay, wait, here we go. Um, he gets knocked down. So the it's not down. Pete surprises yeah. Dean Winchester. Honestly, the most unbelievable part of this, including the sacrifice God thing, is that Pete gets to drop on both Sam and Dean in this episode. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. Sorry, Pete. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you ain't it, cuz. Like, that ain't, that ain't he, gonna happen. He's got his rope trap. See, maybe he set up a rope trap. Maybe Dean was just surprised by how, how dumb it was, and then he got knocked out. Um, <laughs> not, really? a, not again. Starts getting the not knife Not again out. with this shit. Yeah. And it, Pete scrambled and just had to hit him, hit him in the head with the mallet. Um, he also locks Sam and the sheriff in the basement during this. Yes. Um, a few minutes later, Sam and the sheriff bust out and start tracking Dean's phone. Yeah. Um, we go back over to the bunker though, where the British men of letters is exploring all of the nooks and crannies of the bunker, uh, and setting up, uh, bugs, setting up listening devices. Catch Mm -hmm. goes into Dean's bedroom, finds his porn. Um, Mm -hmm. And then he goes into Dean's like drawer of family photos and finds one of baby Dean and Mary. Uh, and we're going to learn at the end of the episode that he kept this picture, which is very weird to me. <laughs> it's like, it's not spooky. It's not sinister. It's just fucking it's weird. It's just fucking weird, man. Like not only does she have a baby like next to her, like it, this is not the, the woman that you met. Like this is, this is you know, like her from, 20 years ago or whatever it's like, weird in a lot of ways and i don't strange. like it like is he is he confused by it because like she i don't know like is he suddenly realizing wait a second mary is like not that different in age than her sons 
Um, is this just dawning on him now that, that maybe something's wrong with her? Has she told him that she's come back from the dead? Or is he just being incredibly weird and just stealing this photo? I Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I all like of it. the above. Um, I don't like it. You take a picture of the picture. You don't take it. Yeah, it's, he took it, which makes it weirder. It, I, you know what? If he had taken a picture of it and then like cropped baby Dean out of it, like, mm-hmm. okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, he wanted mm-hmm. a picture. He wanted like, even though he's, I guess, dating for lack of a better word, like he's in a, mm-hmm. a an FWB relationship with Ware mm-hmm. Winchester. Like he still wants the picture of like 19 year old Mary Winchester, which is extremely right. creepy, but at least he doesn't yeah. like include the one with Dean in it. Right. But no, yeah, he stole the, the, the original <laughs> stealing a picture of a little boy with his mom. I don't know. And, and maybe there's something that he's going to use that for at some point that isn't just uh, nefarious, you know, bathroom time. Maybe it's it's he's going to use it to pretend to marry that he's got some hostage situation. I don't who fucking knows, but it's just creep. And the way he's staring at it later, I'm like, I don't like it, bro. Don't like I already this. have a bias against you, but I don't like it. Don't like this at all. Um, but that's OK. Um, because we're going to go back over to Dean, uh, who is tied up with, I think this is our first saran wrap, like, like yeah. shriek wrap, um, which later on, he's just going to very easily break out of, which cracks me up. Uh, but Pete arrives, uh, and Pete says that he is the illimited, ch- illegitimate child of the sheriff's dad who, who, who'd mm-hmm. like to kind of had a thing for the ladies. Uh, he grew up in a double wide trailer and he, you know, but the sheriff grew up in the mansion and I'm like, dude, a double wide trailer is nothing to stop. Nothing to sneeze at, sir. I I grew up in a single wide trailer, my (laughs) friends, like several of them. So maybe you could (laughs) all stacked on top of each other. Maybe you could Um, shut the fuck up. Pete. Yeah, Uh, bro. And Dean's just like, Hey, uh, maybe you try, maybe, maybe this is why, um, his name jared left a message for you and pete's like wait what he said uh yeah Pete fucking sucks and has no friends is that you, is that you? That is, are, you? are you the same pete that's weird huh that's very strange <laughs> uh that's so fucking hilarious dean dude. dean calls him out he's like oh i love your soap opera shit or like your it sounds like dynasty or something mm-hmm. um there's a line here where uh <laughs> i think makes makes it this whole episode is worth it just for this line where Pete is like, Hey, I'm a Bishop too. You know, this is what we do. We hunt people. We kill them. It's the family business. And I swear to God, it looks like Dean looks at the fucking camera and like the, the, the office gym Halpert. Uh I'm just uh like, I can't fucking believe what I'm going through. And there's a Dean being exhausted with the villains is a trope that I am just fucking here for Mm -hmm. every single time where he's just, it's just like, what has he not already been through yeah. that any of these people could throw at him? Like, he's heard it. It doesn't matter what it is. He's heard it all before. He's, <laughs> just, so to hear his own line basically repeat it back to him, he's like, motherfucker. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is my thing. My dad told us yeah. that. Not you. Yeah. that's. I say that thing. You don't get to say that, Pete. You don't get that's to why people say don't like that, hanging Pete. out with you. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Um. So, yeah. Uh he reveals all of his, I guess, master plan or whatever. Yeah, um, time to feed Dean to the Moloch. Yep, drags Dean into or the to, freezer. I don't know if it's the Moloch or its name is Moloch. It's spelled M O L L O C H. It was in the subtitles. It's capitalized in the credits, like in the okay. in the casting credits. So it's, it's name is Moloch. Yeah, but um, I, you know, again, it feels like a grifter god more than anything else. Like mm-hmm. just a god. He's, that, he's a pretender. Yeah, he's a pretender. For Any sure. god worth his salt wouldn't be you know trapped in fucking Tomahawk, Wisconsin, if, by some fucking. If redneck. you were god, you ain't you ain't locked 
in a basement in Tomahawk, Wisconsin. Mm, no, 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 no. Not without some fucking, like, I want to see some runes and some glyphs on that fucking wall. Okay. That has to be, like, star metal. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, Mala, Mala, yeah, it has to be, it's made out of meteorite steel. Um, Moloch is the biblical name of a Canaanite god associated with child sacrifice through fire or war. The name of Moloch results from a word that I can't pronounce. In the second temple period of... Okay, it doesn't matter. It means king. It means... Shit means king. Okay. Well, you know. Not a very Thanks, good Dad's king. Thanks, Dad's diary. So. No. No. Basement king. <laughs> him and Pete... Him and Pete... You know what? Him and Pete are made for each other. <laughs> king of mom's fucking basement, you loser. <laughs> yeah. Fucking dork. Get a job. Uh, so... Pete drags Steed in there. Uh, the British men of letters finish up uh, without finding the cult. There's a moment where, right as they leave, uh, Ketch puts a listening device underneath the mm-hmm. central table. Um, I, I like this seems so fucking ham-handed. Of like, oh well, they put the they showed us that Dean keeps a gun under there, so he's gonna reach mm-hmm. under there and find the listening. And da, 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 da. like, it just seems yeah, like yeah, all yeah. of that stuff is like I don't, I don't know why they like like play their hand like this like to show us that it happens like it's really weird to me that they would go through all of this effort to set this kind of stuff up like of course they're gonna find the listening devices you don't have to give me like a super reason for that to have happened well jeremy we're clue masters of course we're gonna notice this we we do we do as we have mentioned in the past we do notice a lot more about supernatural than maybe your average kind of maybe yeah maybe uh, just anyone yeah so maybe 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 i need to take it down a notch and realize that everybody is not me like they're not gifted in the language of the supernatural TV I didn't want to. I didn't want to put those words in your mouth, but I was going to say, you know, you have to realize you have gifts that not everyone does. I, I, I really do, and I really need to to to, to kind of think about the. Um, I mean, I don't know what the PC term, the little people, I guess, like the the people that are that have smaller brains than I do. I guess would probably be the best way to describe uh, that. Those those who haven't earned the rank of clue master. Exactly. Yeah, the ones that just haven't really put in the work or the effort or are as naturally <laughs> gifted as I am. You know, uh-huh, uh-huh. those those kind of people. So. Yes. Yeah. Thank you yes. for reminding me of my place. I appreciate that. Uh, I, you know. Yeah. You, hey, walk on, King. Walk on. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, okay. Where are we at? Somebody shoots somebody, right? Somebody's getting somebody's getting shot. Uh, Dean is tied up in the freezer when he sees Mollick grab one of the bodies. He breaks out of the Saran wrap. Sam and the sheriff show up. Uh, Pete gets the drop on Sam again. Completely unrealistic. Uh, knocks Sam basically out. Uh, hits him in the face with the mallet. Even though Sam's going to get up and look like none worse for wear in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Pete grabs the colt and aims it at the sheriff and goes on this like huge hole, like starts talking about like, I should, I should be the one Dean has managed to get like a meat hook. And there's a weird scene of him, like being stalked by the, by Malik, who was just wearing like jeans and boots, like to the point that I thought there was, there, there was going to be a second reveal that Malik was just a dude that had a bunch they of cash put Malik in an outfit. Yeah. Like, but Malik is literally wearing fucking Tim's in this and I don't understand yeah. why. Yeah. Um, but he like, like Dean's about to hook him with the meat hook and he get the meat hook gets hooked onto some like dried meat. And I'm like, what are we, what is the slapstick that we're at? Like we're in the last 10 it's, minutes. It's y'all. weird because it's kind of spooky, but then they have the slapstick stuff of Dean, like, you know, hitting, hitting the meat and everything like that. He's Dean's beating the meat left, right and center. Um, he can't seem to to find his target here. And do we ever see Moloch like straight on? Because I feel like we don't. It's just the maybe... goat monster. Like that's it. It's just the goat monster. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like, okay. It, that's why it was almost confusing because I was like, oh, like this. This is just no. Oh, okay, no, 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 no. This is so the... they. So Pete was just running around with a replica. Yeah. To just to rile everybody up, mm-hmm. I guess. Again, none of this. Or what? Wait, so. Which one came it first, right? Like, is it was it the mask yeah, or, the, or the or the god, right? Yeah, because Moloch was out and about, right? 
or was Moloch inside the house? In, you know, it's not important. He stole, masters. I, I would. I, masters. I would. I would love to know. Just like I asked how Pete got Jared untied from that tree and then back to this freezer, I would love to fucking know how Pete got Malik out of the basement <laughs> and yeah, I don't know, and back to the freezer. Like, and it doesn't matter. I just think it's did very they funny. drive over together? Like, yeah, oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. Like they were, and like, do you think like it was an Uber situation where he, the Malik insisted on sitting in the back seat, didn't want mm-hmm. him to know that mm-hmm. he was even Malik is mm-hmm. like, look, I'm not really friends with you, so if you could just pretend yeah. that you're my Uber driver, I don't want, I don't want anybody <laughs> driving by looking over and see. Do you got like a lift sign? You can put in the back window. Yeah, like, get one of those purple lights, put it on your dash, okay? Like Jesus I mean, Christ, what I, are you doing? I might be basement god, but I got a reputation up hold. <laughs> <laughs> Even I don't want to be seen by you, man. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. Um all right. So, so he's about to get, shoot uh yeah. the sheriff when Sam jumps up, shoots Pete, and then kills a man. Br- yep. Breaks into the um freezer. And right as mm-hmm. Malik is about to kill Dean, shoots Malik with the Colt and probably the most underwhelming Colt kill we've seen on the show yes. so far. It, you know, I, I will say Sam looks cool because he like busts in, levels the gun, fires the shot. And then there's like a almost like a beam of light comes out of the uh, Malik's back mm-hmm. when when it hits because it's just, you know, there's still some effect. But it, they didn't they didn't do the full thing. They didn't do the whole fancy Colt firing thing, which was kind of lame. Um, we got we got a little we got a little salt there but not but not much not much flavor yeah um everything's happy um as mm-hmm. they're cleaning up like you know because dean has that mallet wound that sam managed to avoid uh the sheriff is like y'all just need to get out of here um there's no reason for you to be here it's you know I'll, i will clean all of this up we don't need you um so the just just get out of here mm-hmm. um and so Go they do get yeah um they get back to the bunker Dean is like, hey, next time you hear me say our family's messed up, remind me that we're not psycho goat people. Fair point, Dean. Fair point. Extremely I mean, your brother, me. yeah. your brother has now logged on to kissingcouples.com uh, in front of you. But uh, Dean grabs some drinks. Seems like we're kind of having a nice time here. They're back. They're chilling. Successful hunt. They got the bad guys. They didn't save Darren, but, you know. Or Jared. Or Jared. There was no hope for Jared, though. The, once those ropes got Once him, those ropes get you, um, you stay got. <laughs> Dean asks Sam what he thinks their legacy will be. He says, will anybody remember us? And Sam says, no, I probably no. No one's going to remember us. But the people that we save, they are our legacy because they live on and, and maybe they will rem- remember us. Eventually, they'll forget about us. We will fade away. But that's OK, because the world will be a better place when they leave than it was when they found it, which is, I think, a sentiment that they've you know talked about before. And I think it's, it's nice to remind the brothers of that, to remind the audience mm-hmm. of that. Um, because there's there's going to be some conversations around like what they should be doing with the British Men of Letters, like how important is it to work with these people? If because like the stated goal is being to eradicate all monsters to the point where we don't need hunters, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And just a, a reminder that the boys are doing some some good. Like you know yeah. this this was a situation. Like how a hunter didn't catch this in the last hundred years? Like come on, John Winchester, where were you at with this? But like yeah. now there's one less like shitty grifter god in the world. So. Uh, like it's it's good and like this is a real nice thing yeah. for Sam to think too of like hey like yes no we're not those dudes like we're not going to be there's not going to be a Sam Winchester item in the at the fucking Wikipedia of the world unless mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. the the man with the most fake girlfriends um yeah but, the man with the longest genes <laughs> but discovered like, in Lawrence Kansas the people that we have saved and the monsters and the people that we have saved by killing these monsters before they could kill other people that's those mm-hmm. are the people that matter and I think that's extremely nice Dean wonders like. Yes. Do you think that the bunker, like another hunter will take over the bunker? Um, I was, 
I had a weird moment with this um, where he's talking about the bunker and like another hunter taking it over after them and, and using it to keep the work. And they both hope that that's what happens. And, you know, it, I think most people listening to this podcast is aware that season 15, like just wrapped up, like that's mm-hmm. the end of supernatural. The episodes still have, have yet to air, but um, there's some chatter on Twitter about like, Hey, we're good. We're like, there was a group like petitioning to save the bunker so that they could set it up somewhere and like let people come huh. and look at it. And like, it was just a weird juxtaposition of the last few weeks of seeing some of that stuff and then having Dean wonder aloud, yeah. like, what's going to happen to the bunker? And I was like, oh man, Supernatural's ending and that sucks. Like, yeah, I don't want it to bummer. go on forever, but also I want it to go don't on it forever. To so, yeah. um, also, I just think it's super rude that they're going to, what, Castiel got to move out when you guys croak? Yeah, seriously. You know that dude's immortal, <laughs> this, right? <laughs> yeah, that's his house too, right? Doesn't he kind of live there? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it just seems rude. But, so, you know, they, they wonder what's going to happen. And then, kind of a super sentimental thing that comes out of nowhere. Did not expect that in an episode like this. Dean pulls out his little pocket knife, and he decides he's going to carve their names, their initials, into the table, like they did in the Impala. And we see the flashbacks to that to swan song where we, we had seen them doing that as little kids um and yeah dw has got a big old smile from sam and and he carves in his initials and it's um it's nice it's a it's a real nice moment it's really cute i was as you said i was kind of surprised to see this in this episode like it seems like it almost comes out of nowhere um and it like this feels like weirdly sentimental for something that they we just haven't really talked about a lot lately but mm-hmm. the, and then the flashbacks with the boys I don't remember having seen that before. Was that? Do you think that was new? I like. I th- I think that's in Swan Song when they're doing like the history of the Impala, okay. where Chuck is narrating, and it shows the, the the little kids like losing their army man in the side of the door or something like that, and then carving their names it, into the yeah. dashboard. Because I couldn't remember if it was that or if I was just inserting that into my. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was just a beautiful memory that you had. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was really hard to figure out like which one was like is this memory real basically? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's real. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, I mean, as Clue Masters, we have to trust in our own instincts. So they finish that up. They call Mick, and they're surprised when Ketch answers. Uh, mm-hmm. And Mick tells, excuse me, Ketch tells them that Mick back to, went back to London after all of the mm-hmm. craziness. And Ketch is in charge again. Uh, Dean makes like an audible groan, and Ketch is like, I know, I would much, I, I don't want to do this either. I would much rather be with your mother uh, hunting. <laughs> they're both like, uh, ew, shapeshifters. <laughs> yeah. Um, Catch has to like save it. So it's that line that makes the next thing even weirder. Yes. Because I understand that. I don't know if that was supposed to be like almost played for, for a joke. Like, the, I'd rather be with your mom because he, he's, I don't know, in love with Mary Winchester. I don't know what his deal is. Um, and then kind of the fl- flustered, uh, cause, you know, hunt, hunting, like hunting with your mom. Hunt, I'd rather be hunting with your mom. Um, if he just didn't say any of that and then was staring at the picture, I'd be like, okay, weird. But I mean, just that line. I'm like, so is he just obsessed with this woman? Like, what is his deal? It's like, even at the time we saw them like very shortly after they had their little interlude when Mary is like, you know, this is not a thing. And he's like, Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm not built for this. And then like, that seemed a little weird. And then we see at the end of that episode, um, him be obviously a little freaked out about the idea of having to kill all of the hunters in America, including the Winchesters, because that means Mary. And it, so they're definitely leading this up to, to, to say that he has feelings for her, whether or not that's going to trump his like his d- loyalty to the British men of letters. We'll see. Um, 
but they can't convert two guys in one season. Yeah, there's that no way. Happening. Like, there's no fucking yeah. way. Like, and it, and I guess what seems like strange, like it doesn't seem weird that this dude would fall in love with Mary Winchester. Mary's a fucking catch. Um, mm-hmm. like, it, like she, here is this woman who can handle herself. He, she is as good at his job as he is, which I think is probably mm-hmm. not something that he has ever found. Like, it makes this relationship makes sense. It skeeves me out because I hate catch so much. Right, and I've talked about that at length. We don't have to go into detail. Um. But it makes all of this stuff that he's doing with the sons like just fucking even grosser. So like him mm-hmm. keeping the picture and like running his finger over the picture and listening in Weird on their stuff. conversation is just like, mm-mm. okay, so this part. Yeah. So they hang up the phone, whatever. Um, and then they've been bugged. So he's just staring at this picture, listening to them to the winchesters just talk shit about him and that so part of it was funny, very dude. funny it is like, so just, fucking funny man just the immediate like just they go into talking shit about this dude it's incredible it is hilarious and he's sitting there seething having to listen to them make fun of him he's like screw you guys he, like you were saying to me how dean makes the comment about catches bike yeah like in the background you can because he's you know because what happens so they hang up and then Ketch is listening to this via the computer. And then Sam and Dean and Sam and like Dean is like, man, I hate that guy. Sam's like, yeah, that dude sucks. All that kind of stuff. And then like as <laughs> as the volume like lowers and as we see Ketch uh, like looking at this picture, you could hear Dean in the background like very carefully saying something like, and he just drives the worst, most unreliable bike. Like that motorcycle just sucks. <laughs> and I'm just like dying, d- fucking dying. Because like season 12, episode one or two, when they walked past the bike uh-huh. and Dean was like, that's a nice bike. Like obviously like now, now that he's like catches his stepdad he's like this bike yeah. sucks <laughs> right the dude could be driving a, a 68 impala instead of a 67 he'd be like that is the worst version of the impala there is it doesn't matter how much he might have talked it up before now he hates this dude so he's talking shit i love it it's a great deep oh, dude, insult. it's extremely funny like it's it's extremely funny like and it's a good into this episode too which is kind of a, a kind of a weird episode all around where it's just a weird monster of the week episode that kind of doesn't make sense if you think about it too hard but also like yeah. has all this British Men of Letters stuff and then further deepens the catch Mary problem which I, I just uh-huh. I, I guess I could have seen coming if I thought about it but I'm just so done with catch already that I don't really fucking mm-hmm. care about it so it's yeah uh, it's a heck, heck of an episode it's weird though all the British Men of Letters stuff is like borderline comical as they're like sneaking around like Austin Powers through the, the, the bunker there's like the the music. music yeah, I was gonna. Stuff. I, meant to, I meant to talk about the music where it's just like fucking like some weird jazz number. And I, and again, like this yeah. is the second or third time they've done the jazz thing. And I'm like, what what are we doing here, guys? Yeah, what are we doing? I don't know what it is. I can't get a, I can't get a hold on it. What is it? Very very strange to me. Um, but good episode. I liked it. Yeah, good episode. Good episode. For um, sure. excited for for more season twelve. If you guys have opinions out there, um, that you want to tell us about your um possible things that you were thinking about you can email us or go list give us jesus christ chris i can't speak today we'll get it you can contact us at monsterweek.cool slash contact you can also dm us on twitter at motwcast um several of you have figured out our instagram that chris runs i don't have anything about that you can also yeah. dm us over there um keep i haven't posted any podcast art in a while but i will sure i, okay. I always do <laughs> Watch out for Chris posting 18 of them in one week. Yeah, I post like 15 at a time and Instagram's like, hold up, buddy. Hey, man. Um, hey, what are you trying to do? Um, your account might be compromised because you're posting far too much. <laughs> but thank you for everybody that's been reaching out and talking mm-hmm. to us and stuff. It's been really, really nice lately. Uh, I would love to hear what people th- thought was going to happen. Me too. Yeah. 
Absolutely. That's that's something. I mean, I'm sure we've in general we've gotten that kind of response before, but that's it's always fun to think what were people assuming was going to happen next. Yes. Um fellow clue masters. Fellow clue um, masters, get at us. Yes. We want to know what you what you have to say. Um in the meantime, patreon.com slash monster of the week is the best place to support us. iTunes, ratings and reviews, follow us on Twitter at JG Greer at Local Bones at MOTW Cast. Chris, do you have any last thoughts for everybody while I'm um, pulling up the sal- preview for the next episode? Just you know, know, just a salute to the Clue Masters. Thank you for always being diligent. Um, especially you, Jeremy, the ultimate clue master. Uh, and thank thank you for all your hard work. We'll be back next week with Kelly makes a bold choice. Oh. Bye, everybody. It's not that bold. I'm reading what it is right now. It's not bold. I was just um, I was I was checking our reviews because after we got hate, I just assumed that we would get a bad review, and no, we I did was... get a new review on iTunes. Yeah, I think I forgot to send you one. Uh, I meant to, but, but it was a positive. It was a positive one. You want to hear it? This isn't this isn't for the podcast. This is just for my friend Jeremy. Sure. Um, it's it's labeled. What am I supposed to do? Go gar- dark side? Set up a little late to the game on this one, and I'm not sure they are putting out episodes anymore. But I love it, girl. We missed like one week. We, we you, haven't even like, missed a we're one day we late. We haven't, we've never yeah, missed a week. We've never missed a week. <laughs> <laughs> I have always been obsessed with Supernatural. And I found this podcast during quarantine, and when they released half of the last season, and I was infuriated. This podcast helped supplement my great need for hunks in my life and allowed me to then rewatch the whole show while waiting for new episodes to be released. I recommend this podcast to anyone who's a Supernatural fan. It's absolutely amazing. It's super entertaining. Gives you a great. It gives you great insight and breakdown into what Supernatural is all about, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and don't forget the hunt, marry, and kill. I hope these boys consider putting out some new episodes with season 15, all the love. Oh, they probably just assume that we're, like, caught up with Supernatural or oh, something. Oh, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. Or maybe they haven't updated their fucking feed. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. There was a problem. We're still um, after it. <laughs> there was a problem at one point where one of... Was this for this podcast or for something else? One of the... um like podcast providers out there had a broken link for us um so it looked like i think that was us i think that was us but i thought we had fixed that so i'm not i'm not sure but yeah i don't know how we would tell this person that because you know if they can't listen to new episodes they're not gonna listen to this yeah if they can't hear it then this is you know (laughs) sorry see you in hell hola well 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 sorry about that look who's tardy to the party wow why don't you come in and have a seat, Mister Greer? Let's talk. Uh oh, I uh, you know, I don't. It, things have been stressful lately. You know, the COVID and my personal just, life. Uh, and I, well, just, 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 just have a seat. Just no, have a I, seat, champ. I, I, pre- <laughs> I prefer to stand. I'll just, I'll just stand here. If that's okay with you. Uh, I'm uh, hey. I, I get nervous around chairs. So uh. I see. Well, hmm. I tried to um. I tried to be right right on the ball as soon as you came into in here so I could uh, jump on you like that. Uh, but I didn't have my headphones on, so I only heard you distantly. I had to scramble and then hit record. <laughs> that's very funny to me. Oh, man, I've inhaled so much dust today. Let me tell you, that's what a you, bad move. What you sucking dust for? Dude, you ever just want to suck dust? You, you ever su- get like that? Why are you sucking dust, my man? That's not <laughs> cool. Listen, homie, sometimes you just want to suck some dust, all right? I, and I don't think so. I've never, I've never been sitting around going, man, what I really need to do right now is suck some dust. It's Hunter stuff. <laughs>
man. You got dust in all your pockets and, you know, heavy breathing in the back of the bar. And sometimes you just want to suck some dust and it really gets you going. But wait, it does. It, what do you mean? Get what? you going. It gets you going. <laughs> like sexual hunter stuff. <laughs> or- listen, listen, it just gets you moving. All right. It gets you moving. OK, OK. Never mind. It gets I'll, the wheels I'll, turning. I'll all right. It gets the blood flowing. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask questions, Jeremy. It's hunter stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was um I I put I put a TV and a um and my PS2 in the in, in the podcast room, and I had I was just dusting stuff and moving some stuff around, and it really it really activated the old lungs today. Um, and I'm feeling it. I'm very dehydrated from all the humidity, just just sweating it out, sitting down, sweating it out. Um, but hey, the office is looking great. Good. I'm feeling good. I mean, I'm not f- physically feeling good, but you know, I feel accomplished. I feel okay. like it was worth it. Um. And you know, just sucking dust, bro. Just sucking dust, like you do. Yeah, I haven't been sucking yeah. dust. I've been working for a living, my man. Yeah, it was a, you know, a bit of a slow day today. Although I did do this on my lunch, so can't even say I was doing it on the clock. Gotta, dude. Man, isn't it fun being able to do stuff on the clock? It's the best. <laughs> anytime, <laughs> like just any, literally anytime, like you, you're doing something, and then like um, uh, very occasionally, uh, I'll have to. I said very occasionally, like several times a year, I have to like go take customers out and i'm on the mm-hmm. clock and i'm at a bar and i'm like even though i am at a bar with people i don't particularly would normally be in a bar by myself with i'm still at a bar getting paid yeah. so that's pretty right. cool that's yeah it's, it's the life it's, it's the perks it's it's one of the perks one um, of the few it's cool down here my man it's like highs in the 70s and lows in the 50s ooh. it's fucking gorgeous outside i'm it is a 77 degrees out right now not too bad not too bad but that humidity it ain't playing around. It's about to go away. We're about to get rain all night, and then it's gonna drop back into the 60s. This has been a um, weather. It was a real days. tease. It was a real tease a couple weeks ago because it was frosty. It was like I'm cold in the morning. We gotta close the windows. This is too much. Like 40 degrees in the middle of the night. Suddenly at the, the beginning of the September of September, it just it happened fast. And then it very quickly came back. Like no, sorry, it's 80 and humid again every day. Don't don't get too excited. Um, but you know the Animal Crossing fall updates about to hit. Yep. Mother Nature got mm-hmm. the memo, so mm-hmm. let's keep it moving, people. Nintendo, if you could just um, release the Christmas update around, yeah. like December, maybe maybe November tenth, right? Like, go ahead and get us into winter. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? If, just if, you know, if Nintendo controls the weather via Animal Crossing, if they could just yeah. make that happen for me, I would I would be very much appreciative. It's a good, you know, you have the transition phase at first mm-hmm. where um, September is transition to fall and then October's fall, November's transition to winter, December is winter. Um, I'm sorry, it's they're not fall and winter, it's Halloween and Christmas. Halloween those are the, those yeah. are the seasons. Sure. Um, so yeah, we, we just, we, get, we gotta really initiate the change sooner rather than later, thanks. I'd rather be getting creamed than dealing with the humidity. Oh, what do you think of that? Wrong, wrong. I, that's that is an incorrect opinion. I would much rather deal with a hundred and ten percent humidity than have a flake of snow on the ground. Fuck snow. Wow, wow. Not- yeah, I hate. I kind of hate snow. Too. Well, I don't. I don't fully hate snow. I hate that it stops me from seeing Jess. That's generally sure. an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I don't really mind it that much. Driving in it sucks. Yeah, but I guess I kind of like snow because then it's an excuse to stay inside, which I'm already doing. So then I feel better about what i'm doing oh i'm believe me i love the concept of snow days <laughs> like snow oh, days yeah. are my shit <laughs> like oh the weather is so bad i don't have to do anything with the outside world today like that is i think we should have snow days rain days sundays you know not sundays mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. <laughs> two bright sundays <laughs> yes yeah 
It's too hot. Y'all don't have to get out today. Yeah, it's it's above ninety, so everybody stay home. Unfortunately, capitalism is tearing us apart. So mm-hmm. that's, that's it. Be it like is. that. It It'd be like that. Be like that. Have you? Uh, last time we talked, I think you were playing um, a video game, and I was playing a video game, and I think we're still playing. You're playing Vagrant Story, and I'm still playing Hades. So I think we're playing oh, the yeah. same shit, right? Yeah, uh, I must have talked about Vagrant Story a while back on here, but I was trying to play on Vita, the PlayStation Vita, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, the back touchpad does not compensate for the loss no. of the L2 and R2 buttons. No. So that's why I hooked up the PS2. I knew I had a save game around the same area that I was at in my Vita playthrough, so I just switched over to um, PS2 version way better, infinitely better. Um, and I realized that I've only ever played like four hours of that game and never made it to the second area because yeah. the first area you're in the catacombs below a castle. There's a lot of cutscenes, a lot of different enemies, a lot of undead. Uh, it's very cool, very cool vibe. Um, but the second area, you just go outside and it's a totally different vibe. And there's like the sound effects of birds and shit. And I really like this game, despite not ever getting very far in it. So I just I was thrilled to find out. <laughs> There's more just more it. to it yeah. than dark catacombs. It's not just killing rats and zombies. You can actually go outside. Yeah. But considering it's a PlayStation 1 game, the the presentation is like really phenomenal. It's like when everybody kind of was losing their shit when when Metal Gear Solid first came out cuz like the opening cutscene is is directed, you know, it's not just like video yeah. game pictures. Um <laughs> it, somebody it has, somebody it has, with some like knowledge of how <laughs> how to frame a scene yeah. like work yeah. on this like and you can tell. Yeah, and uh, Vagrant Story is the same way. It's like really well directed. Like the opening credits punch in like really cool ways, re- really interesting ways. There's like battles in the middle of the opening credits that you can technically you can skip, but um, it's all just presented really cool. It's you know dark fantasy it takes place in the same world as Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, not really related to it, but it's there. Um, and yeah, it's it's I think holds up super well despite the fact that it's a PS1 game because of the the systems and. There's a lot of crafting if you if you want to get into that. The combat system holds up really well. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, isn't there like a really long thread on Twitter from a few years ago that's like like look at all of this great stuff that Vagrant Story did well like so far above its time. Yes. Like before its time or whatever. I think yeah, I think I think I, I know what you're talking about. Um yeah, there's just there's just so much cool shit in that. It uses basically like a um like the Fallout 3 version of VAT, where you like pause the action, select where you want to attack and then you unleash that attack and it has like different percentages how much damage you can do to the arm versus how much you can do to the head what your percentage is to hit that body part and then you can build up your combos by hitting button presses at the right time to continue how long you attack for Mm -hmm. but then you raise your risk meter so you're doing more damage to the enemy but you're creating greater risk for yourself i don't understand the system fully yet but it's it's there's just a lot of really cool shit going on there and it plays very smoothly and it's just it doesn't feel like a game from 99 or whatever this came out yeah. um feels like so, something yeah. feels like something relatively modern compared to mm-hmm. like some of the other stuff that's on ps1 because that's really Definitely. like the problem with a lot of retro stuff is it just it feels so dated to play it's like no we've already been past this we've we have figured mm-hmm. all of this stuff out like we need to we need to do something different and yeah like the, some of those games actually do end up holding up a lot yeah um how do you think it stacks up to hades dude i i have no idea like i you know i don't i i (laughs) cannot stand doing um best of the year list or game of the year or anything like that um and i've seen a couple of people on twitter like there's no other game that's going to top my game of the year list besides hades um but i've had a really good string of video games lately and they've Mm -hmm. just happened to Mm -hmm. be all roguelites so like just one after the other and they've all been better than the last well 
they've all been really really good let's say that but yeah. hades yeah. is something else entirely it is like so addictive like i just i just wow. like just one more game just one more game like autumn a couple of times has been like it's time to hang out like we have a tv show to watch like <laughs> let's hang out and i'm like dude i'm gonna boss fight okay yeah. just calm down all right yeah, dude <laughs> jeez get off my back okay it's just a video game um <laughs> I freak out. She, she is being completely yeah. reasonable. It is. It is like six thirty at night, and she's like, "Had yeah. a cock." No, I'm kidding. It's not that late, but um, it's it's just really really good. And they do the thing that I had not seen um the last time I talked about it is the way that they do difficulty modifiers. Mm. Um, so the whole point of the game is to escape Hades, right? And yeah, then I was super curious how they would handle like the narrative idea that your character escapes Hades. And I knew it was roguelike. I knew like I would have to go back to Hades to figure it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> so and they and they give me a really good narrative reason for for doing that, which I found interesting. And then the next time that you start the game, um, you were prevented. You were presented with what's called a pact of punishment. Uh, um, every boss, there's four bosses in every run. Every boss drops a unique item that you can use to upgrade stuff and things like that. Once you kill a boss, though, you don't get the item over again. So, like, you can't grind the first boss to upgrade weapons. Um, What you have to do is add heat. You got to throw some fire on it. You got to throw some fire on it. Got to throw some fire on it. Um, They have a list of difficulty modifiers, all of which adds heat levels. And at every heat level, your uh, boss rewards become available again. So interesting. And all of the difficulty modifiers, like, they're kind of interesting. So it's um, like there's some stuff, some pretty basic stuff like, hey, the shop costs more or the you know the enemies do 20% more damage or um you know there's 20% more enemies but then there's some really interesting like hey at every level of this you get three heat levels but your bottom three perks are no longer available like the perks huh. that you've been unlocking and then there's some yeah. stuff like every mini boss fight has an additional armored enemy um there's one that remixes all of the boss encounters so every level you go up into that heat um each boss gets new moves and difficulty so and all of these are available in a list and you can literally just pick and choose from them so Hmm. like for a while like my standard one as i was going through to do heat one was just like oh like the the stuff that gives you extra health ups um that doesn't give me as many health ups anymore so like that was just a really easy one to go through and get like the next level of stuff without like increasing the difficulty game crazy mm-hmm. crazy high. So all of that stuff is super interesting to me, man. Like I, I just I normally never ever bother with shit like that. Like once I beat the quote unquote story, I'm done. But uh, it's I don't know, man. Like I'm I'm, I'm it's just gotcha. It's it's fucking got me. And the story is still it good. sounds really cool and it's, it looks really cool. It is, but I don't know. I don't know if I can handle that heat. Frankly, dude, the, the you, heat brings if, it up, man. <laughs> if you can't handle heat, you're supposed to stay out of the kitchen. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta stay out of Hades for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. It's weird seeing people. There's, there's a horny discourse around this game because there's, dude, there's a horny discourse around every game. No, and it's kind of exhausting. Like I just, there's probably a horny discourse around like Minecraft. And 100%, that's, yeah, like somebody, that's somebody who like wants to fuck you. those creeps, right? Like that, yeah, think that's definitely right. yeah. Yes. Um, but the characters are all drawn like super, super sexy, like, but like they're Greek gods, and so I see, mm-hmm. I see people like, well, you know, they're just, they're just really trying to make people thirsty, and I'm like, they are Greek gods. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you? <laughs> Thirst <laughs> is like their whole thing. <laughs> They've never not been thirsty. Like, that's the yeah. whole deal. Like, what are you talking about? Um, Aphrodite, like, that's her whole shtick. She's gonna flirt yeah. with you, but like, there's nothing overtly sexual or anything. Like, your character doesn't fall in love but it's pretty easy to like start picking out shipping pairs if you really wanted to yeah, um yeah. which is fun like all that stuff is is good if you want to do it so 
I don't know, man. I've played uh, the the game is based around escape attempts. I've done fifty attempts. Holy smoke! Um, I've I have done a lot. I've actually escaped. Uh, I think eight times. I did my eighth one today. Uh-huh. I don't know for sure. I have been told that like the credits, like the end of the quote unquote story, happens at ten escapes. Interesting. Um, so every time I was gonna say, did you actually finish it yet? But no. Yeah, yeah. So I like you escape, and then you like meet somebody. And I want to be purposely vague because I think if you're into the story, you're gonna be into the story. So I don't really want to like just gotcha. say it out there. But you mm-hmm. meet someone, you meet the person that you were looking for, and then like you find out a thing that narratively sends you back to Hades, and then you're like, oh, I got to do this all again so I can talk to them again, so I can get more information. Huh. So every time you do that, like you find a little bit more about the story and you find out, you know, Oh, Hey, like this and this and this, and what I thought was real is not real. And all this, like it just steadily, you know, starts unlocking stuff for you. So I'm curious where it's going to go. Like the story actually kind of has me interested to a degree. Cool. So, um, who do you play as? Is it like your own character or, um, Zagoras or Zagoras? Is, he, is this somebody from legend or just for I the don't game? think so. Like I'm not, okay. I'm not like super educated on this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Autumn has a classical civilization minor, but she has shown no interest in this game whatsoever. <laughs> I really thought like, because it's got all of this stellar voice work and all the art and stuff, like she would be sitting on the couch and like watch me play it. But the couple of times that she's even been in the room, she's just been like, eh, and then looking at her phone. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but roguelites, like anytime I tell her like, oh, I finished this and now I have to start over without all of that stuff I had, she just checks out. She's not a, she's not a big fan of that stuff. Um, she wants, she yeah, wants the Diablo. The, of, I'm standing There are a lot of, uh, yeah. There are a lot of games that Jess will look at and be like, what is the point? Yeah. Why am I doing? even, why am I even bothering with this? Yeah. I'm like, Jess, if you knew the first thing about being a gamer, <laughs> despite what your Twitter name says, <laughs> then you wouldn't even be asking me this right now. Meanwhile, she's putting her 900th hour into Stardew Valley. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, it's <laughs> very funny to me. She's like min-maxing her, her Stardew Valley playthrough. And then I got Stardew Valley on Switch. Cause I was like, you know, I actually think I can play this. Like all stuff is on TV. Cause I can use it in handheld mode. Like this will be fun. So I was playing it a little bit and I keep asking her questions and she's getting so frustrated frustrated with me because she is on like like the master elite level and I'm just like, um, wait, yeah, so where uh how do I use the hoe to plant parsnips again? Which is literally the first thing that you do. She's like, Chris, you're embarrassing yourselves. Don't ask me questions. Just look it up, you noob. We make a lot of fun about like uh fake gamers or whatever. Um mm-hmm. but like there is no place in the world where somebody who's spending a lot of time in stardew valley like doesn't make you a gamer versus somebody who just like um plays call of duty or whatever like like oh yeah just as just as much of a gamer as anybody that like like if she's if she's <laughs> oh, putting that much time into any video game like you if were, she's talking that much shit she's a gamer she's a gamer yeah and also by the way gamer is not just a positive thing so. <laughs> oh it's almost exclusively a negative thing <laughs> oh man but yeah so hades is good i don't it's it's tough for me to recommend to you specifically because i don't know like i know like we've talked a lot about like video games and stuff but i always Mm -hmm. got the impression that you you appreciate a little bit more of a slower paced uh not necessarily turn-based but a a slower based kind of i do like you know i do like me some slow games like i played mario 64 recently because i i think i was probably talking about this last week but i always wanted to beat it because all my friends had it but i didn't um i did that which is a you know a game for children and it broke my soul a little bit because <laughs> i'm so bad at skill-based games like in that way that's why i'm like i just like rpgs where you just get to like level up and just <laughs> choose choose attacks and it's not really skill-based in that way like you have to think about stuff but like if i get to a boss in trails of cold steel and i can't beat it 
I'll just go back and level up some more yeah. or I'll mess with my stats a little bit or change my equipment or something like that. And then I'm fine. But with Mario 64, if I can't make that complicated jump, that's on me. That's, These old man fingers, that's on me. I can't do it. Dude, it's um, it, it's it's one of those things where like, it's, especially in Hades, you get to times where you, you have a run that you may spend like 30 minutes in and then just realize, oh, like I'm not. And you still make progress, right? Like you, you still mm-hmm. like get stuff to unlock stuff that may make you powerful or might give you a benefit in the next run or whatever. But it's really, it can be really kind of frustrating, like getting to, for instance, like my last like four runs have all ended on the same boss. And oh. I don't, I don't know. I finally broke that. Um, actually, I guess my last run didn't, I got past it to the last level. But uh, before that four runs in a row where I finished on the same boss, it was just like, a couple of hits from winning and I was just so mm-hmm. frustrated like it but and you still make progress but it's still like uh but it's all don't, on you it don't feel good yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's all on you like you, I, there is nobody that I can't just be like oh it's the game or it's this it's no no it's just it's just me this is yeah. literally I feel me. like I feel like Dark Souls is like for me at least it's like the perfect combination of both of these things like to an extent you can go and level up in Dark Souls and improve your equipment um and that can give you a, a boost that can that can give you a handicap, if you will. But at a certain point, it really just comes down to are you able to perform the actions required of you to beat this boss, which is like why it is both accessible to basically anybody and also inaccessible at first to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Like it takes a little bit to get used to. But like once you get used to it, you can you can do stuff. I think it's mm-hmm. like Dark Souls is really interesting because you can definitely level up. And you would think that like the difference between, you know, one vitality or 10 vitality and 99 would make a huge difference. And it does, but like really not that much. (laughs) No, no, it's not not, not that much. You can survive like maybe one or two more hits. Like if, if you've put all your, your stats into leveling up your health or whatever, that's what I did the first time I played Dark Souls was just grind. When I, when I hit a brick wall, I was trying to beat Sif, I think. And so I just went into like the what is that the moonlight garden not the moonlight garden where all the like those ghosts are um you can like cheese them so they they jump off of the edge oh the um uh new london what is that ruins. area yeah no it's not the new london ruins it's the garden area with all the tree people <laughs> i thought you said you get, ghosts. You buy the, did you say i mean that's, yeah i did i did okay. say ghosts but you buy the seal from the blacksmith yeah, yeah, and it opens the door yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in darker garden there we go there we go <laughs> it's all there's all those people in there you can just like run over to the edge of a you aggro them all run over to the edge of a cliff and they'll all like jump over you and jump off the cliff and kill themselves so back in 2011 that's how i was trying to level up in dark souls and i it probably was a huge waste of time because every other time that i've played the game i don't do that i don't level up anymore i just go for it (laughs) and it's way easier but back then i thought that was the ticket and i guess it like sort of did pay off because you do that for two weeks after school every day and eventually you're, you're gonna have enough stats to just to survive sif's big sword after school every day jesus yeah. christ well, I, I was in college i was in college but i was coming home from school so uh, that's hilarious after school every day yeah yeah all right let's let's talk about some supernatural we can do that we can do that 